Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Nuria Martinez-Keel. And I'm Dale Denwald. You're listening to The Source. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the Oklahomans' most impactful stories with the reporters who wrote them. In the three decades since Oklahoma County opened its jail, the building has been fraught with the consequences of poor architectural design and internal management. But this week, there's hope that Oklahoma County residents will fund a replacement for the jail that was once called a Tower of Terror. Oklahoman reporter Janae Williams is joining us on the podcast. Janae covers county government and has written about problems at the jail. Janae, you also reported this week that Oklahoma County commissioners agreed to put a bond proposal on the ballot that, if passed, would pay for the construction of a new jail. Tell us about the bond package and when voters might be able to cast their ballot. Yeah, absolutely. So the bond package that they're talking about Um, These are general obligation limited tax bonds. So basically what they do is they keep the millage rates that are currently seen across the county exactly where they are and essentially provide for county taxpayers to continue paying taxes the way they have on bonds that have already existed or just extending those bonds essentially. Um, And those new bonds would be used to pay for that new jail. The cost of the bond that will go to the voters, $260 million, there will not be a tax increase. It will continue the uh, current uh, bond revenue that taxpayers are paying. And this is a very unique opportunity for this citizen and the taxpayer to finally solve this problem after 30 years. And you asked when they'll be able to vote. It's pretty quick. It's coming up pretty quick. It's June 28th, actually. So they were um, making sure to try to get this out there as soon as possible because the goal is to try to see if they can get these bonds approved before the current bonds expire. That way, like I said, they'll just automatically roll into the new bonds without anything having to change. And Janae, just real quick, what's the price tag on this project? So the price tag on the actual jail is uh, the the most recent numbers we've seen from the consulting groups that have come in and given them estimates has been about $300 million. And the bonds would only cover about $260 million of that. Now, there have been different things tossed up on how to cover that extra. One of the things that Commissioner Brian Mon brought up was that he's got every department at the county level looking at ways they can kind of tighten their own belt and bring some extra money out that could be put toward this. And there's also been some talk of if there's any way to use maybe a little bit of ARPA money, which has been a little bit of a a thing people have been hesitant about doing in the past because we do have a large amount of ARPA money coming to the county, but none of it has been given to any projects yet. 
and the federal government has given very specific guidelines on what ARPA money can be used for. And a lot of people do not feel that the jail falls under those guidelines. Right. That's been an ongoing discussion, whether you can use the American Rescue Plan Act funds for a project like this, since those do have to be limited to COVID-19 related issues. Um, But just real quick, let's take a step back in time. The jail has a long history, a long and troubled history of escapes, deaths. There is even a hostage situation there last year. Six inmates have already died in the facility in 2022. This is the beginning of April right now. How does that backdrop influence why county leadership and the public are clamoring for a new building? So the county jail as it exists now has been a problem since it opened. I think it was within just a matter of a few days of it opening Sheriff J.D. Sharp at the time said an inmate was able to rip one of the metal seats out and break the windows in his cell. So literally within days of the jail opening, there were troubles that were starting to happen. In the earliest days, most of the problems were escapes, issues with uh, the security at the jail. And then as time went on, the jail started to deteriorate. Maintenance was not kept up the way that it should have been. And the conditions within the jail just slowly began to get worse and worse. And then as the population of Oklahoma City and the surrounding areas um, throughout Oklahoma County grew, the number of people in the jail grew. And the jail was originally meant to hold 1,200 people. And at its peak, it had over 2,600 people in it. Um, We have now had a lot of people working to get those numbers down. And now the average is between 1,600 and 1,700 people every day. But that's still more than 1,200. So it's still considered to have more people in it than it's meant to hold. So when you look at the jail today, it about the size of a, a decent sized office building. I think 13 stories tall. The way it's set up has been roundly criticized uh, by people over the past 30 years. Do we know what this new jail would look like and where it would be? And uh, you mentioned the number of inmates we have now. Do we know how many inmates that the new one will hold? Yeah, so those are all things that the consulting groups that came in, um, they were actually hired by the Oklahoma County Criminal Justice Advisory Council, which is CJAC. They are not actually affiliated with the jail or with the jail trust. They're actually a group that was created by the Greater OKC uh, Chamber to help with criminal justice reform in the area. And so CJAC, uh, because of noticing a lot of the problems that have been existing at the jail, hired consultants to come in and look at the jail, look at the problems with the jail, and figure out what options there were. And these consultants included... um, People from HOK Justice, which is a huge uh, architecture firm, and FSB, which is an Oklahoma City-based architecture firm. And they worked together to kind of come up with what they thought were some viable solutions. And what they said is that basically one of the largest problems at the current jail is exactly what you mentioned, that it's a 13-story building. Um, If you look across the United States at most jails, nobody builds a high-rise jail, mainly because they know there are going to be issues with inmates flushing things down toilets. There's going to be issues with people attempting to do things um, like escaping. And if you have someone escaping from a 10th story window, obviously there are much more dangerous things that can come out of that um, with them falling, things like that. And just the general upkeep of a 13 story building is a lot more intense than it is to upkeep something that's only two or three stories tall. So one of the biggest things that they've said is they want to build out and not up. So they would rather do a a layout that is 
that lays out further and takes up more space, which they realize means they're going to have to move it a little further away from the county courthouse. That's one of the biggest pieces that has also been a large conversation piece of all this. How do we find land that is still within a reasonable distance of the county courthouse and the city courthouse because these people are still going to have to come to their court dates. So the transportation costs are going to have to be considered. And then as far as the number of people that the jail is set to hold, they want to try to set it up to where it will hold around 1,800 people. That puts the number that it can hold higher than what the average number is now. So by doing that, they're hoping to be able to maintain numbers below what the actual number is, always allowing themselves to keep under what their actual occupation level is. Out of curiosity, Janae, have they already started surveying potential parcels of land to build this jail? Or is that something that they don't even decide on until this vote has taken place? So from what I've heard in the conversations that I've been privy to, they have actually started looking at what might be available. Nothing serious as far as like actually considering purchasing or anything like that. But one of the things they have the ability to do is looking at land that the county might already own. So there are going to be areas of land that the county might already own that doesn't have anything on it or um, areas that the county might be able to to buy from someone else. So those are all things that have to be considered. They've started loosely looking into those things, but again, they can't do any of that in a solid way until they really start to nail out some of the financing. Gotcha. So you wrote that there are concerns about how the money will be spent, and even whether the new jail's almost $300 million price tag will adequately pay for its construction. So is there a danger that the project could go over budget, and how could that be mitigated? So I think with any construction project, especially in today's world, there are going to be concerns about going over budget. With supply chain issues and the cost of supplies, um, there's always obviously going to be some chance of, of a project costing more than what the initial bids are. Um, we see that in every level of government with constant change orders coming in for something having to be the price of something having to go up. Um, As far as mitigating that, one of the big pieces of of what they've put out there is that if these bonds do get approved, they actually want to create a citizen oversight board, much like what the MAPS projects have done in Oklahoma City, where citizens are able to have a transparent look at exactly how the money is being spent and are able to have input in the way that this is all being handled. Because both Commissioner Mon and Commissioner Kerry Bloomer said that That was something that just didn't happen with the last jail. Citizens were largely left out of the conversation. There was a lot of stuff kind of happening in more of a cloak and dagger kind of situation where decisions were being made very last minute with no input from the residents of the county. And they don't want that to happen again because they think that's where a lot of the missteps were made with the old jail or the current jail. And there's been quite a bit of community opposition to building a new facility. And and not just because people are worried about it going over budget. I mean, the last time we had you on the podcast, Janae, we discussed how some more liberal advocates didn't necessarily think a new building would solve issues that they view as systemic. Do those concerns still persist? And, And what do these people think about this advancing so far as it has? Yeah, so they absolutely still exist. This There are still people who come to every meeting and, and they are very vocal about the fact that they don't think that 
building a new jail and what they bill as a new larger jail is the solution to fixing the problems with criminal justice in Oklahoma County. So if it wouldn't have passed, there's $150 million left from ARPA funds that they could use to build a mental health facility, which is what we actually need. We don't need another jail. And we don't need a jail with a mental health facility in it. They're killing people over here. We don't need to give them a bigger place with more money to kill people. They're doing just a fine job over here. A lot of them believe that more money should be invested in mental health or substance abuse treatment, um, in transitional housing or affordable housing. Those are all things that people bring up as things that we need to work on rather than working on building a new jail. And to that effect, the most of the government leaders agree. They agree that those are all problems that need to be addressed as well. But they also see that the jail as it currently stands doesn't allow some of that programming to happen. Um, in the current jail, there isn't space for uh, community partners to come in and help people with a lot of the things that might help someone get into a diversionary program or avoid uh, incarceration for a more extended period of time. In the current jail, there's no recreation space um, except for on the first floor. So people who are housed on the 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th floors have to be transported down eight or nine floors on an elevator in order to get to recreation space. There's just a lot of barriers, again, with the way the original building was built um, that don't allow some of the stuff that people are saying needs to happen to happen. The jail trust that currently manages operations at the jail. Uh, they've done so since 2020 when they took over operations from the county sheriff. Uh, if you will describe for us some of the criticism leveled at the trust's ability to manage the jail and uh, will they continue running this next jail when it's complete? So there has not been any confirmation or um discussion of whether the jail trust would continue at a new jail, but there also hasn't been anything that would suggest otherwise. The county sheriff, um, from what I've heard from Tommy Johnson, he has no desire for his office to take back over control of the jail. Um, he wants to stick to law enforcement. That is what he feels is the job of the sheriff. And he believes that his job and his time is most well spent out in the community doing what a sheriff's office and sheriff's deputies are meant to do, which is helping out people in the community as law enforcement officials. Um, but as far as the jail trust goes, they are criticized heavily by the community members that come to meetings um, because of the high number of deaths. I believe the total was 16 deaths in 2021. Um, and we've had six deaths so far, as mentioned, in 2022. So people, you know, come in and they say, you know, we're on track for 24 deaths in 2022. If that happens, that's, you know, that shouldn't be happening. And that is one of the largest criticisms people have is that the for, and from their point of view, things have gotten worse under the tenure of the jail trust. Um, I like to use the analysis of, you know, when something's failing, generally speaking, new management doesn't come in and fix it overnight and the jail has been failing like we said for 30 years so for them to come in from 2020 in the middle of a pandemic to today and try to change and repair a 30 plus year problem is a pretty hefty and steep hill to climb up um that being said, there have probably been some mishandlings. I don't have all the inner details of, of conversations that have been had, you know, within the jail trust or with the administration. Um, 
But I've also never heard any member of the jail trust say that they're perfect or that there isn't still work to be done. So they acknowledge that there is work to be done. And on top of that, all of the other elected officials within the county acknowledge that there is a lot of work to be done. And the idea to build a new jail does not negate that for any of them. Just because the decision has been made to push forward and put this vote out to the people does not mean that they think, okay, well, that means we can just ignore the problems that are currently happening inside the jail as it exists today. No one has said that we're not going to do anything until then. Um, The improvements that have started are going to continue. The jail trust just created a new citizens advisory board full of nine great community members, and they're going to be continuing to push the trust to make more and more improvements. So um, this is an ongoing process. It's a 30-year problem, and you don't fix it in a couple of months. We still have to work on the stuff that's happening there so that if we do get to a new jail, we're ready to hit the ground running in the new jail and have it be a success. Gotcha. Well, Janae, thank you so much for joining us. Once again, for the listeners, voters will decide whether to fund this new jail facility on June 28th in a vote on whether to approve this bond package. Janae, thanks for taking us through all of this information. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us this week. This podcast is possible because of the Oklahoman subscribers. We encourage you to subscribe if you can. You can read these stories and more every day in the Oklahoman and at oklahoman.com. Check back next Friday for a new episode.